A.K.A. Responsible, proper, social distance, shit-talking from spare bedrooms across exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, duck, duck, go that shit. So it's episode 84, and how fitting. (laughs) 1984. Although most of the crazy white ringers that are out there screaming about 1984 haven't read the book, and they're screaming about censorship, and they're not being censored, they can just shut the fuck up. Since our last podcast, which feels like years ago, <laughs> we elected two Democratic senators here in Georgia. Right, You're hey. welcome, Blue America. More than a golf clap. And so that got totally overshadowed in the shit show <laughs> of epic proportions on the very same day. And it's probably far from over now. 2021, so far, is on track to match 2020, or even worse. On the show today, Jerry has something to say about American exceptionalism and deplatforming. And Jeff thinks that white evangelical churches are fueling the Christian nationalism issue. No. Really? This is why we drink. So let's. So today, I broke out the... It's been hiding in my bottle for... My bottle. In the refrigerator for a while. It's a bottle from Monday Night Brewing called Seven Deadly Stouts. I think Jerry's had this one before. Uh Uh-oh. I've heard of this one. I've heard tales oh, of the stout. So it's barrel-aged imperial stout with coconut, hazelnut, oh, wow. coffee, vanilla, chocolate, and cinnamon. I didn't count and, those, but I'm thinking there's seven. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll say that. And yeah. it registers in at 13.7. Oh. And it's quite good. And I learned last episode that's just under the legal limit. That's right. And I'm having actually one of my favorites. It's the uh, the gnarly head harvest blend. Uh, you know, I like my red blends. This is the harvest red blend. Not as dark as the dark, obviously, but still very well. I like it a lot. Jeff, that beer you're having is, I think, the best beer uh, I have ever had in my life. And I gave mm, yes. it a five on Untapped, and I rarely do that. It was oh yeah, it, it was, is off the charts. Amazing. Yeah, I mean um, everything is you, so well balanced. And as usual, I am also drinking something from Monday night. It is Moment of Truth. It is a double IPA collab with Rheingeist Brewing, yeah. a Rheingeist Brewery in Cincinnati. It is 9%. Ooh. And Ooh. I, I, think, I think the nation is coming to grips with a moment of truth that, or maybe multiple moments of truth, that really no one likes. Mm-mm. It is a shit week. Yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy two weeks since the last episode. 
but you know, we don't want to you know skip over the fact that it did start out good on Tuesday into Wednesday. Yes, where we elected two Democrats to the Senate, thus gaining control. But even more than that, it's the very first black senator in Georgia and the very first Jewish senator in Georgia. The first so, black senator in the, from the South since Reconstruction. Yeah. Democratic. Okay. Forget his last name, but uh, the black senator in South Carolina. Republican. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty darn amazing. And hats off to uh, Stacey Abrams for yes. getting out the vote. Yeah, but if I can be salty for a moment. No. Oh. Yes, that's you. I'll be sugary, then I'll be salty. They won with a, enough of a margin where we didn't get dragged into days and weeks of recount. Yep. Signature matching. Yeah, all, yeah, all, lawsuits and... The whole thing all over again. Just things that just suck the joy out of a victory. However, what they also won't do is ever concede gracefully. Not like, you know what, tough race, we lost. You know, we'll get them next time. The way it used to be forever... The people have spoken. Right. You don't even have to say, I will work with my opponent or, you know, any yeah. of that stuff. But just bow out, we lost. But instead, it's been this parade of stolen, fake, rigged. Like, you can't, I can't. I have not been able to, like, revel in a win, in a big win. I lived yeah. down here a long time. Mm -hmm. That was the biggest election win I think I can ever remember in all my time here, there were times that Democrats were supposed to win. Yeah, yeah. And there were times that we hoped that they would win, and they almost never did. And this one, they won, and we didn't even get to take, like, a brief victory lap. Not unless you did in the morning, Wednesday morning. Before the mongrels took over the, the Capitol. But again, we, you can't understate the importance of this, because had uh, the Senate been retained by the uh, Republicans... Biden would have been obstructed every step of the way in anything he wanted to get through. And I'm not going out on a limb thinking that the, those two things, the, the insurrection, the uh, the failed coup at the Capitol, and the fact that that side lost the last grip they had on power. I think you guys are in for some pain if you think all of those things. What I'm saying is that the people that were there that morning, because it was... Tuesday when the vote was officially done, I mean, most of the voting was done prior to from December 14th, but the, the actual election day was, was Tuesday, and then everything was pretty much finalized by Wednesday morning. Those people that were at that rally knew they had lost the Senate. And I'm saying that was part of the dagger in their heart that may have fueled a, this thing boiling over. I don't think if they were ahead 51 to 49, like if Purdue would have won or something, that the capital insurgency would not have happened. Oh, yeah, it still would have happened. Yeah, right. That was the death nail in the coffin on Wednesday morning when, when that news that Purdue had conceded and Loeffler had, had long gone. I think that may have been an underlying theme throughout the crowd is, is that, shit, we lost the damn Senate, too. Stole the presidency, now they stole the Senate. Got to take it back. Yeah, so Trump is our only hope. I don't know. I don't remember any of the clips from the speeches or like I didn't hear anybody talk I think they had done it anyway oh for sure it just gave them extra rationale I think yeah, yeah. I think it obviously still would have happened because Trump oh, yeah. is their savior absolutely but yeah I think that kind of added some fuel to the fire it's great that they won almost feels like it was a requirement to not swirl down the drain yeah but just today they've already watered down the stimulus check number 
Now it's going to be fourteen hundred. I haven't heard that. Uh, last I, I saw was they were they were talking about two grand. So now and, let's take the two grand minus the six hundred and just call it even and, and go with fourteen. If that turns out to be what happens, that's going to be a giant disappointment because both of these senators campaigned on it in a big way, mm-hmm. and I think it's coming down from the Biden administration. I mean, don't you see? I mean, I see at least now. You're gonna have to fight for everything, even though we have power. It's really precarious. Oh, for sure. Get the conservative senators on board. We might have to water everything that you fantasize we'd be able to pass down to the point where you're like, that's it? Well, hasn't a lot of stuff gotten to the point now through since Mitch has been in charge, some of the stuff that he's done gotten to where a lot of this stuff is at a simple majority vote now where we don't need any help from the other side? Let's just vote. We got 50, you got 50, well, and we'll let Kamala decide. But the, but the problem is going to be our 50 aren't all on the same page. Yeah. Right, right. It's like herding cats. Because it's either too far left or it's not far left enough. But, I mean, that's that's the hand that we're dealt. And, you know, the thing I always think on to keep my spirits up a little bit is had Trump won again because, yeah. you know, that was fairly close race. Or if we not have won the Senate. It could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not perfect. It's not great. But it could be a lot damn worse. Yeah. At least we're putting uh, our foot to keep the door open. Yeah. So to keep a democracy going because the other side doesn't want a democracy. And that's that's the other thing that we're going to be fighting against. I don't want to go too far down that rabbit trail, but we've already seen in Georgia where they're going to start to implement or try to implement a lot of voter suppression rules now because they know that's the way they can win at the ballot box. Yeah. Reducing the number of people at the polls gives them the best chance to win. Mm-hmm. Back to the shit show, because that's the thing I think that's on everybody's mind. <laughs> I mean, you can't escape it. That it's a white Christian nationalist movement that's kind of behind us. And I don't know if, if you guys are going to agree with that argument or not. I don't know how you couldn't agree with that. I do. When, when you look at the images from the Wednesday at the Capitol, along with the Trump flags, what did you see more of anything else? Christian symbolism crosses, flags, and signs that said Jesus 2020. We replaced Jesus with Trump anyway, so they're interchangeable at this point, so might as well. You didn't see any pentagrams. You didn't see any inverted crosses in the crowds. You didn't see any atheist symbols or any, you know, Adam symbols or anything like that. No, and your favorite pastor was there uh, stirring things up, Oh, absolutely. He spoke to the people that morning. Mm -hmm. He was part of the rile them up and and send them on down the the way crowd, along with Mo Brooks and the whole Trump crowd. Well, Jerry, you you seem to not quite be on board with that definition of of it. I saw some of the same symbolism, but other than soon-to-be disbarred attorney Lynn Wood, is Q and Christian nationalism combined now? Because I don't disagree that all those things that you guys talked about fueled this. Clearly it has. But there were a lot of just straight up white supremacists, Nazis, Q crazies. Yeah. Along with the Christian flag and the, and the cross was a lot of swastikas, rebel flags, Camp Auschwitz sweatshirts and that kind of stuff as well, too. And I'm sorry, if, if we had like a, a bunch of atheists got together, a bunch of humans got together and we were going to protest something and somebody showed up with a Nazi flag. I'm sorry, you're not part of the group. You're not going to fit in real well. That would not stand. And that's a pretty good litmus test. If you're doing something and people are doing the same thing with you and they're carrying a swastika or a rebel flag, 
you should probably go home. You should probably stop what you're doing and go home. And it's and it's it's beyond that. And, and I'm going to plug the pod this podcast, the uh, Straight White Jesus, Straight White American American Jesus. Jesus thank you. <laughs> but they had on their podcast Kelly Baker, who's written uh, you know a book on the KKK and Christianity. You know, she says you cannot separate. People want to do that all the time. Yeah, they want to separate white supremacy and the KKK from Christianity, but you cannot. She made a point in there that really, you know, as I watch some of the uh, the video clips again, it's not just a Confederate flag. Although, you know, that was to see that flag being run through the rotunda, and it hadn't ever been during the Civil War. The Confederacy wasn't able to do that. Right, right. But she also said, and I completely agree with this, that anybody that's waving the Trump flag, that's a Confederate flag. Anybody waving the don't tread on me, that's a Confederate flag. Yeah. And also, and this is kind of a scary thought too, the people there that were waving the American flag, they've tied that into racism in their context. We saw the scenes of that policeman being drug out down the stairs, and he was beat with an American flag. So all those kind of symbols now... They mean the same thing to them. Yeah. They're synonymous. They're interchangeable. Right. Completely. I don't think you can ever unravel the um, white Christian nationalism from what what happened there, try as people might. Uh, no, 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 no. There's a difference between unraveling it, though, and it being the only thing that's fueling it. Because they are intertwined deeply. But the Godless Heathens podcast Twitter troll, David Silverman, is not a white Christian nationalist, but... Yes, he is. Pardon me? He's a white nationalist. There's a big word missing in that. No, there's not. There's not. Oh, do tell. I'm putting that word in brackets for him. He's following the ideology of evangelical Christianity, you know, the, the hierarchical order. You should tell him that on Twitter, just like that. Just like we click all the boxes with the progressive Christian, he clicks all the boxes with the right-wing, you know, nut job. Mm-hmm. The only thing he doesn't have in common with them is the belief in God. That's the one box they—I'm going to use just term—they don't click. Right. That's a big box. That's the same box we click. It's the exact same box. Right. But if they were going to call you a white Christian atheist, <laughs> you would go, wait, what? A white Christian progressive. So just because they agree politically— the Christian part. It's not politically alone. It's ideologically as well. And I, I'm drawing a blank on the name of that, that book that I, I read that we talked about on this podcast about white Christian nationalism. Which one? I think you've read yeah, every book yeah, which of on many? white Christian nationalism. Whitehead was one of the authors, and I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name. We'll figure it out. The point is, there's many different things that feed under that, under white Christian nationalism. And all you have to do is tick off enough boxes, and that means that you're following into that category. Taking back America for God, by the way. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's the name of the book. Oh. Wait, what? That's the name of the book you couldn't think of. Oh, okay, okay. We were both agreeing with the sentiment. Yeah, 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 that's what they're trying to do. Okay, (laughs) and I forget what the subtitle was, but it was something about... Christian nationalism in the United States. Yeah. But anyway, so he would fall towards that definition by the things that he seems to be uh, falling in line with. You know, he went to that, what was the name of that thing in Florida that he went to, the conference down there that was... Turning Point USA? Which is definitely a white Christian nationalist organization. So he's going along with that. So, and, and so is that atheist group. Okay. This is kind of like claims, though. I mean, if you told him that, he would spit fire at you. Yeah. Yeah. 
But he also talked about his admiration for meeting and shaking Charlie Kirk's hand, who right. is absolutely a white Christian nationalist. I mean, it'd be so, no different from like, oh, I shook the hand of the guy that wrote the Turner Diaries or some shit. You'd be like, what the fuck? Who? You'd have the same reaction. That's who you're looking up to? I mean, if you're in bed with those people, you're going to have that stink on you. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't see it that way. Yeah, neither, neither does the guy that wants the autograph of the whoever the guy was that wrote the Turner Diaries. Well, you know, I don't, I don't give a shit what he's, what he thinks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, he's, he's part of the problem because he's supporting this crowd, you know. And yeah. I'm sure some of those people at that conference went to this rally. You can be, you could be sure of that. So I'm just thinking of all the atheists, the newly recruited atheists that are going. Oh, wait a second. I cannot believe in God and still be an asshole? Oh, look at that. You know, I can still hate people and be a jerk? Okay, cool. Yeah. Instead of, oh, part of the deal is you have to be, you know, more on the human side. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like I like the idea <laughs> of white men in charge. That's cool. You know. Yeah. We can't be in charge anymore. Uh, we got to kind of share the. Yeah, not totally. Share the goodies. It's, it's not just us anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you kind of rolled over real easy there. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I have a problem, and it's not defending them, but the, the ideology is a political ideology, and I think you're saying that he supports this Christian nationalism, whether he thinks so or not, he obviously does not. And I think there's a lot of cube folks that don't either, which is a ramping up of the crazy. It feels like too broad of a brush, and it lets off people like him who tacitly or overtly support it. It's too easy for him to wash his hands of it. Right. Obviously, I'm not a Christian, so I yeah. don't subscribe to that. And he is going to say publicly, that does not apply to me, obviously, all the while supporting it. Yeah, he's got like a layer of Teflon. Yeah, for he, sure. He can bounce that off. It's still politically expedient for him to align himself with these people. And it's bad enough with even without the Christian part. But he's also aligning with a lot of their theology. He's never, ever going to cop to that. I don't care. But I think you should. I would say he'd probably say he's willing to put up with them believing their, their nonsense for an hour on Sunday. I think you're letting him off the hook that way, though. I'm not letting him off. Wait, who is? Not intentionally. I don't know what you mean by letting him off the hook. People like him can disassociate with the stink of it and probably get away with it all the while supporting everything else that they're doing. I don't think he's getting away with it. If you've seen his Twitter stuff and the pushback he gets on a lot of the topic he you know he tries to put out there that are you know racist kind of things that are uh, misogynist kind of things, those are things that that align very well with evangelical theology. But those atheist assholes too. Yeah, I understand that. But when I'm talking about people like him, I put the word Christian in brackets. Okay, because I understand that. You know, they don't think of themselves as Christian, but they're going along with the long history of our white Christian nation, that whole mindset. The world was better when it was, you know, white men in charge. Patriarchal. Right, yeah. So that's that, you know, like I say, I will I will put those brackets around that for people like that. But you can't though. Well, I did. <laughs> it's not that I don't understand or, or kind of agree what you're saying. We haven't talked about messaging in a while. I'm feeling mm. nostalgic. No. Um, <laughs> it is virtually impossible to communicate in brackets. 
because it's far too subtle, or it can be far too subtle at least. It's not that I disagree with you. I would not necessarily challenge, but I'm not so sure he doesn't have a constituency with his change in his belief system. Or at well, least he, being public about his more public about his right wing politics. Well, he does the, the atheist group. Was it Atheist for Liberty, something like that? Atheist for Liberty. That's where he was. He was tabling with TPUSA. And same thing. I would put them into that same category. White. Okay. But Jeff, right. they're gonna swat that away. They're gonna tell you we're not Christian. We're atheists. They're gonna swat that away, and they're gonna continue to grab followers because it is a way to launder being part. Of this heinous movement. Yeah. Because if you slap Christian on them, they're going to go, oh, that's obviously not us. You know what? I just thought of a perfect analogy. This is like a Republican that calls himself a libertarian. It's the same fucking thing. It's, it's, you can't, you can't paint me with that stain. No, no, I'm not a Republican. Not all of them, but definitely part of it. Right. There's some that go by the definition where they're socially progressive, you know, so they don't, they don't you know, so, yeah. so they're not misogynistic. They're not, you know, they're yeah. not that hierarchical kind of thing. So, yeah, there are some, but you're right. There's a lot that will use that term just to distance themselves. It's kind of like, like in Christianity where people say, well, I'm not a Christian. I just follow Jesus. Yeah, you know, it's... everybody's trying to distance themselves from. I'm not religious. I just have a relationship with the creator of the universe. That's all. I'm spiritual, but not <laughs> yeah. religious. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, spiritual. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm into spirits right now. 13.7. Spirituality. Well, it's, it's that kind of show. Yeah. It is. I think the rot is deeper than Christians, too. That I think that's the other part. Is Like, the Christian part is almost, it's the tip of the iceberg that you can see. But that's not what Titanic hit. What did it hit? 90% of the iceberg is underneath the water. Like, we, you see and can easily focus on the Christian part. And now you can kind of focus more on the Q part a little bit. A little more, anyway. See, I, I, I see it just the inverse of that, Jerry. Ah, do tell. I see the, the riot thing and the Q thing. And, you know, if you watch the impeachment trial with Republicans coming back with stuff, you know, that's the stuff that's above that you can see. Oh. But, but evangelical Christianity is the thing that formed the whole ice block to begin with. That's the 90% below the waterline. Right. And that's the scary thing to me is Trump goes away, and hopefully he will. There's other people coming right behind him. He is not going away. Whether he goes away or not, the ideology behind him isn't going away. Somebody else is right. going to pick up the baton and run with it. And that ideology is what? White Christian nationalism. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get me off of that banner. <laughs> no, clearly. <laughs> he's got one drum. He got it for Christmas. That's all he's beaten, man. And he picked that up because he saw that was his way to power. And it and it worked. And that's that's exactly what Purdue and Lawfuller were toying with, too. I don't think he actually sat down and thought, you know, white Christian nationalism is the way I'm going to do this. He just kind of stumbled onto it, right. not really knowing what it was, and just rode it. Right. He, he's always good at putting his finger in the air and seeing which way the wind is blowing. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, and your white Christian nationalist buddies, they, it's like a, a mutually beneficial relationship because they each rode the other to more power. So it really, oh, yeah. in some ways, really couldn't be any more cynical. He doesn't care anything about them, and 
they didn't care really anything about him until they realized that together they were stronger. And the interesting part of this, too, is corporations have been riding on this wild coattail. They all have, yeah. For some time. Well, I'm, I'm saying because they've enjoyed the tax breaks, yeah. they've enjoyed the deregulation. And now, actually, you know, I think in the, in the, it's been in the news where a lot of these large corporations, Coca-Cola is what's mentioned as one of UPS, is where they're going to do a serious re- reset on who they give contributions, campaign yeah, contributions to. Okay. So you think uh, that's just a window dressing? Yeah, I wondered. You, well, how many, how many of these same corporations proudly announced they were not going to advertise on Facebook anymore? How many yeah. months ago was that? And that kind of just yeah, disappeared. It was like they weren't even serious about it. I want to believe that to be true. But when you you talk about corporations, I can't believe I'm about to agree with Mitt Romney. But I'm not. <laughs> you ready? You go. I'll, I'll directly quote him. Corporations are people, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and in this respect, in, in a lot of respects, he is right. And it's people doing the bidding of corporations for personal gain. If Coca-Cola's numbers tank, or there are politicians that pass things like, oh, like environmental regulations that ban big gulps in San Francisco, they can't do disposable plastic containers for their water and their pop. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do a federal law that you can't sell bottled water anymore. Or if you're gonna take water out of the earth, and you're just going to package it and sell it to people, we're going to tax the heck out of that. All of a sudden, do you think for a moment that Coca-Cola isn't going to start send, sending as many checks as they can to as many senators as they can to make sure a law like that never passes? I got big money on them signing the checks. I think it's great, but they all did this. Not all of them, but a bunch of them did this. Was it six, nine months ago? And it totally disappeared. They were all making statements about Black Lives Matter. And they were, everybody was, corporate America is all of a sudden woke. You think they're still woke? Gillette was putting out three-minute commercials. You know, and you didn't know it was, it was a Razor commercial till the very end. I hope it is lasting change. But if you have to make a choice as a CEO of your stock price taking a dip, or you staying true to what I would call traditional American values or what we would aspire to, what do you think they're going to do? Because if they don't do the former, they're out. Yeah, but let me let me throw this out there. Is Yeah, that might have been the case if they thought, and I think they were kind of tricked into believing for a long time that this was still the same old uh, Republican Party from Bush Sr., yeah, maybe even Reagan. I think you're giving him way too much credit, but okay. Well, but what I'm saying, though, is Wednesday should have been a wake-up call, and yesterday should have been a further wake-up call when they saw how many Republicans still support this president. 197 Republicans voted against impeachment. They feel it's it's time to put this behind us and heal. Yes. It's time for unity, Jeff. Did you not get the memo? We've only spent four years trying to set the fucking place on fire, but now we'd like for everybody to forget about that and move on so we can heal. Where's your unity, you humanist? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my hope is, and again, you know, I'm, I'm putting my hope out on, on, on my sleeve here, is that corporations had that wake-up call to say, oh, so the Republican Party is those people that attack 
the Capitol. They want to actually turn the government over to be an authoritarian government. They are done with democracy because, you know, had had that been successful, had they overturned the election and, you know, and we would have gone back to Trump as an authoritarian president, that would destroy corporations in the long run, maybe, maybe even the short run. Corporations would not do well at all under that type of a government. Like hell. All they would do is get in bed with who's ever in power. You would see depths or not, you couldn't see it because the, the depths of depravity would be too deep. Absolutely, they would get in bed with them. You're just popping my fucking bubble here. That's not the intent, but I have a hard time believing, and history is pretty much on my side, that corporate America, especially the 2021 version, is going to, quote, save us or take a stand. I don't see it. I, I, I don't see it at all. I'd like it to be true. It's, it's a nice gesture, but every year these companies put out these gentle piano music, inspiring stories. They're always doing them during the Super Bowl. They're like two-minute movie epics, and they give you a giant warm and fuzzy. It's like, oh, man, that was a really good commercial. It kind of makes you feel good about Publix. Like the Publix Christmas commercials are classic heart tuggers. The salt shakers, they're, they're across the table from one another, and they're trying to get back. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, boy, the symbolism just smacks you in the face. I got a tear right now. You know, there's a pepper shaker and a salt shaker. One's dark and one's white, and they're fighting together. Oh, it's great. <laughs> oh. By the way, I, I get sucked into them just like everybody else. But I don't think that corporate America is going to stay woke. At the risk of their stock prices? No. I was just going to say that the corporations, and, 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 and that's why I'm kind of like helping you pop my bubble, is they are not democratic organizations. They're very authoritarian. You know, it's all top down, a handful of people at the board, mm -hmm. and the workers are at their mercy. So maybe they admire that a, type but of... That, that's, that's the way Republicans like it. I know. That's the way. That's exactly the way that they like it. You got well, no so rights. So much for that idea, then. Well, hey, look, we kind of referenced it in the open. And even though we kind of knew that there would not be this kind of great cleansing in 2021, there was hope. We've even referenced it on the podcast. There was mm -hmm. hope that Biden got elected president and we got a shot in Georgia. 2021 really can't be as bad as 2020, can it? There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And... 2021 said, hold, my, hold beer. my beer. That's right. <laughs> and really, I think it should stay with us. I don't think we should forget. No, absolutely not. All the people that are culpable are the ones that are wanting to, let's heal. It's time to move along. No way. Move past. No, no, no. Fuck that. We can't, we can't let the Republicans that, that fueled this be able to distance themselves from no, this. No, I see. And I, I, I disagree. I, I, I agree with you. But they're not the problem. But also, we can't let the religious leaders who coddled Dotard for four years and got all the benefits of, of riding his way for four years. I still don't agree. You still don't agree. I, I agree. And I agree. I, 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 I agree. Who but else? But I disagree. I disagree that that should be our focus. Okay. Our focus needs to be on the people that we voted for because they're the ones that will determine which way we go. Also, I mean, when you have people like the, the Glock-carrying representative, what, what, what state is she from? Bobert? Colorado. Colorado. 
when she's live tweeting where the Speaker of the House's coordinates are during the onslaught, something has to be done. I totally agree. But she's not the focus. No, the but focus, there the focus. absolutely has to be consequences for actions or there will be more actions. If, absolutely. if they see there's no consequences, what's the stop them next time? Who are the only people that can actually inflict those consequences? Democrats. Yeah, yeah. So it's either do that or move on. No, they're not moving on. Because if they don't do it, they will have waffled in, in the worst possible time. Not only giving in to the insurrectionists that did it, but selling out everybody that they allegedly represent. Don, you, li- you live in Georgia. There were approximately 49,724,063 commercials played for the Senate race. On Tuesday. Just on Tuesday. And, and, and I'm <laughs> yeah. still getting mailers on the election that was a week ago. $2,000 checks. Like message discipline. $2,000 checks. What was the proposal today? $1,400 checks. Already back down. They've already backed down on it. Well, because they said, well, you already got the 600 so do the math. You're getting your 2000 Honestly, are, is that what they're doing? Is Are they saying we've already sent out $600 checks, so now we're going to send out the other the 14 that Or we are they saying, here's another eight? I am not, not going to get one of these checks. You're not? No, because we, no, we two people in the house working. We're not going to get the, we're not going to get the check. I am livid that it is not a two thousand dollar check. I I know for a fact that my wife's check has mailed. She told me her check has mailed. She she saw that for a fact, and she assumed that mine had as well too. The six hundred dollar check. Yeah, the six hundred dollar right. checks. That's all, that was my question. You because you said fourteen, so I got the six. Should I expect another fourteen, or should I expect another eight? You know, leverage. <laughs> disappears if you don't use it. Yeah. And if if you're going to actually think that somehow not only is are you going to get away with sending a $1400 check but that's that you're going to be able to make a successful case to explain the math equation that you long-suffering American through a pandemic that was not your fault. Yeah. That we really did deliver our promise of 14 of $2000 checks. We just did it in in two installments. Yeah. Why in the world would anybody ever trust you? And by the way, this is also your time to get up and say, "Fuck you. We are doing a $2000 check." Yeah. Exactly. But they was, but, you know, but, I was thinking about that when you were talking. Is okay. They when they had control of two houses, they said, "Fuck you." We're doing what we want. They, they did it even more when they had control of all three. But the last two years, when they just had control of the two, um, the the you know executive and, and and the senate, it was the same thing. It was "fuck you." We'll do what we want. So now that we have control of all three, or, or well, in a week when we have control of all three. It's time for us to put our fuck you hat on and, right. and start chopping some stuff through. But we didn't. It's still it's still sitting on the table, nice and crisp, right out of the box. 
But can't but but we're but we're not there yet. I mean, a week from now, can we do this? Is uh, it, we, we probably it's, it's can the same try, thing. We, try to we do can't anything. call we can't call for the Senate to vote on the impeachment. The president has been impeached. Mitch McConnell's saying we'll vote on it next week. You know I'm it, gonna lose my house. I'm gonna get evicted. I am mm-hmm. in debt. Yeah. And I need the two thousand dollars. Okay. All the rest of that stuff is noise. Well, no, the point I was making is Mitch McConnell is still in charge for another week. So we can't just force through a $2,000 check. Yeah, you don't have to. Then wait a week and say, the first thing we're going to do on the 20th mm-hmm. is pass the bill that that puts a $2,000 check in the okay. mail to so, you. So have they said we are not going to do that? Okay, so I, I, I pulled up. No, and his, nobody would ever got a, say that. He's got a whole plan, and he says his plan includes fourteen hundred dollar checks, which is on top of the six hundred okay. provides the now, the well, two thousand. So that's are they making it two thousand? Because if they just start passing out two thousand dollar checks, people like Kim, which I'm perfectly fine with, people like Kim getting an additional six hundred dollars. I'm totally fine with that. Don't get me wrong, but I, I that that was a question for just for clarification. Is that in addition to um, the six hundred that's already been sent out? Yeah, well, the fourteen hundred is on top of yes. Yeah. Well, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay. Yeah, but I'm you know, to me, the program is so kind of screwy so it's, to begin it's with. A, but it's not a cave on their end. It's it's more of a this is what we could have it's gotten through when they were in charge. You, now you, that we're in charge, ahead, this is you rip. go ahead and keep making excuses for them. Okay. Well, okay, but, but I, I, I mean, can, uh, go ahead, but, Jeff. On on top of that, he's so it's like a one point nine trillion dollar plan that it also includes community support, which is, um, and then a national vaccination program. So whatever, so there's one trillion for direct aid, and then the rest of it, then point nine, is to help get the vaccine out there, which I think we'd all go. be in favor of because yeah, I think I think Trump we'll screwed that, that, that up. Vaccine, that vaccine is not going to prevent me. From getting evicted from my apartment. I understand. Know. And so so here's no, you, here's no, no, my... no, 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 you don't. I mean, you do on a on the level that you, you know, that you understand that that's the case. Yeah, you understand the concept. Right. But if, if like, they have, how many times have the Republicans passed egregious tax breaks for the rich people? Oh, absolutely. Right, right, right. But... So why the fuck are Democrats quibbling over 600 extra bucks for people that need it? Okay, you know, why, well, here's, no, no, no. Here's, why in the world, why is any Democrat, why I'm, is any Democrat defending that? I, okay, here's my, my point. I'm going to throw something in here is like, I disagree with those checks going out to people that actually don't need it. The people that need it are the people that are unemployed and okay, are. Say, who, who determines who needs it? Well, I'm just saying, you know, if. Because, if, there's, because there's unemployed, there's underemployed, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, you know. You're, there's you're, full-time employed that are still living in poverty. Yeah. There's, oh, a, under, there's a lot of shades of gray uh, between employed and unemployed. Well, but if if this is a coronavirus plan, and that's how it's titled, is so the people that are directly affected by that, 
if I was going to get a check, is like, no, you know, give it to the people that actually need it. God, you are such a humanist. <laughs> I'm sure there's a, a line they've drawn in the sand where they said people that make over a certain amount don't get a check. I don't know what that line is. I'm sure Warren Buffett's not getting a $600 check. You know what? Who cares if he did? Yeah. If, if everybody gets a $600 check, if that means Warren Buffett gets one, fuck it. Warren Buffett gets 600 bucks. Who cares? Send yeah. a $2,000 check to everyone. Yeah. Fuck it's, it. It's less than, than like the, like, it's like what, what, like a fifth or some ridiculous amount of the military budget or like one F-35? It's probably less than what we paid for Trump to play golf for the last year. Why is anybody quibbling about 600 extra bucks? Not, and not only for people that deserve it, but I'll get super political. Your people. Yeah. Your people. This is the time to scratch their back and to go in and say, we're doing $2,000 checks. Let the Republicans bitch about it. Let the Republicans bitch. And any Republican that wants to bitch about it, they can send their check back. Right. That's a classic. That's what they said during the, the Bush tax cuts. They're like, oh, if you don't like it, then just send it back, hippie liberal. Yeah. <laughs> you got a chance to, and, and this sounds very dotardian, uh -oh. but to show some strength. Yeah. To show some muscle. To show that, you know what? Everything that was said during this extended play campaign season, which was years for the presidency, actually meant something. We are going to give you some money. And if Warren Buffett gets it, great. That's not even tip money for that guy. But to a lot of people, it's big bucks. And if you have to resort to a math equation to tell somebody that, you know, you really did get $2,000, they're, they're going to be like, man, just F you. I mean, if you, want them, if you want them on your side, then actually do things for them. And not just that. A lot of legislative stuff, a lot of stuff that, that they talked about that legalizing marijuana and, you know, a lot of health care and a lot of other things that they talked about that the, that's what these votes, a vote for Ossoff, a vote for Warnock, that's what these votes meant. Okay. All right, well, we showed up. We did our part. So it's time for them to step up and do their part. Well, and here's here's the other part of the bill. I mean, you know, it, it seems like we're just focusing on, on and not that part. But it also extends a temporary boost in unemployment benefits. It also shoehorns in the fifth uh, increase in the minimum wage to $15 an hour. I didn't I hadn't heard that until I pulled this up. That's a huge thing there to increase the minimum wage to that. And the last item would make it easier for women to go back to work, expanding paid leave for workers, increasing tax credit for families with children. So, I mean, there's it goes beyond a $1,400 hit. Right, there's but, other but things if you, if you, seriously, in there. Seriously, if you're doing all that, then why cave on 600 bucks? I don't know. I wasn't, right. I wasn't there like, when put, this was put formed. The put the $2,000 checks up there and let the Republicans bitch about them. Yeah. Let them bitch. Let them say, let, let them, you want to turn people away from Republicanism? Make Republicans tell them why they shouldn't be making 15 bucks an hour. 
Have Marco Rubio explain to me why I don't need that extra $600. Absolutely. Yield the remainder of his time. <laughs> You're going to see Republicans vote against this thing. You oh, know absolutely. that. So. Right, they're, make but them they're, do Jeff, it. they're going to vote against it no matter what. They're, they're absolutely going to vote against it no matter what. No matter, no matter what he does, they're going to vote against it. How, how many things have the Republicans put up so the Democrats would vote against it so they could go back and campaign that the Democrats voted against the – and they it's like some horrible, awful bill like murders young children, but it's called like the Freedom Act or some shit like that, you know? <laughs> right. Right. The Patriot Freedom – Liberty. Liberty. American yeah. Act. Liberty, yeah. yeah. The, Liberty the Kittens and Puppies Act Sorry, of 2021, you know? <laughs> God wanted us to pass this bill. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I but, mean. Hey, again, had uh, we not had control of the Senate and we lost uh, to Trump again, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Okay. No. And, so, yeah, and, it's, again, it's a lot better than it could, you know. Yeah, than it could totally. And you, you, you both are right. But this is actually more directed to you, Jeff. Now Good. that we won, <laughs> all that fire that you have in your heart and soul needs to be focused on your people absolutely. that can actually absolutely. get things done. But that means you have to hold them accountable. Yes. And, and you cannot you cannot make excuses for them. Right. You and, cannot and, let them wriggle off the hook. And to right. me, they've already done that. The first thing they did, the first thing they did was to cave. All right, but here's here's what I'm saying is so like our two senators have not even been installed yet. That doesn't happen until uh, after the twentieth, right? When do they do that? Is it on the twentieth or or is it after that they get installed? I I thought Warnock was already in, but no, no. I'm uh, still uh, waiting for my constitutional law degree to come in. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Either way, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But my point (laughs) is, either way, they didn't they didn't pass this. They didn't they didn't throw this out there. No, I know, and that's what I'm saying is so both of those were campaigning on the $2,000. Perfect segue. Good job, John. Good job, Raphael. We're going to throw this on your desk, and you either have to salute it with a party line vote, or the first thing you do is say no. To stimulus checks. To, to not only to stimulus checks, but to your own party. <laughs> Welcome to Washington. Yeah. 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 Like you just you just won two hotly contested gigantic wins for the Democrats. We're going to paint the first thing we do is we're going to paint you in a corner and make you salute the party. Or you know <laughs> I mean I mean seriously. Yeah. How 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 much worse could it be? Do you really want to do you really want a Democrat to have to vote on that? I almost would. Wa- I almost want to be a Republican running against him. They said they gave. They said that you were going to get a two thousand dollar check. Did you get a two thousand dollar check? Hmm. Didn't think so. So they kind of lied to you, didn't they? Vote me. It, it's not. I, I'm. I'm not a political strategist. But it's a. It's a. Pretty it doesn't easy, take a political strategist to figure that out, though. Apparently, I mean, that, it does, John. Because that's what they did. Boy, I hope, I hope, I hope this podcast stays relevant <laughs> by the time, by the time yeah. this conversation, actually, somebody actually hears it. 
Of course, like Friday at three in the afternoon, Nancy Pelosi is going to announce $5,000 stimulus checks for everybody, uh, including Warren Buffett. She's going to actually uh, mention Warren Buffett by name. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If that happens, I promise you, anytime you want to re-record this over this three-day weekend, I am in. Oh, and Okay, so here's another, here's another good thing as part of this package. You know, so I, I'm reading this thing as we're talking here. Um, so uh, they put a moratorium on evictions and foreclosures through September. That's good. That's very That's good. That's very, very good. good. Because there was a lot of people about to be homeless. Yep. Oh, Extremely yeah. Extremely soon. Well, it may have, may have already happened. Didn't that thing expire? Are you trying? So well, who, it was are supposed you, to expire. Are, are you trying to convince? Are you trying to convince me that this, like, I'm, it's, I'm, it's not going to work? All right. I'm just I'm just saying that we can't just focus on that one piece of it. You have to look at yes, the whole. Yes, yes, we absolutely can. We absolutely can. And if and if we don't, if we do not hold our own party accountable yep. to what they tell us, then we are just as complicit. It is absolutely what here, at least in Georgia, what you campaigned on. And what the rest of the country was collectively holding their breath on. Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. You know, it was funny. I, I, like, during the, the 2016 election, it was all up north. It was all Michigan and P- Pennsylvania and yeah. Wisconsin. And this time, Georgia kind of got in the mix. And then it came down to the Senate. And we were the only fucking ticket in town, son. And every eye was on this state. And it was for awful. A good two months. It was, it was awful. A lot of oh. pressure. Yeah, it, it, and I used to, I used to, and I think we said this, or I said this in a previous pod. I used to be bummed out that that they that the the national, you know, political scene would completely dismiss us, ignore the shit out of us. Yeah, big, it couldn't, could, yeah, couldn't. Well, did not they matter. didn't this year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but the but the commercials and the and the mailers and just like it was non freaking stop. And I don't know how it was for our non-state of Georgia living friends, but you literally could not watch a YouTube video without seeing a Warnock, an Ossoff, a Purdue, or a yeah. Loeffler commercial. And Period. according to my YouTube-loving sons, they paid the premium to make sure it couldn't be skipped. Like, that got both of my kids' attention. And and you pay, you pay a a premium, premium right. money. So that and that like got both of their attentions. Like, yeah, those, they got the commercials you can't even skip. That must be they must be loaded. But it was, but it was, it was awful and unrelenting. I'm glad. I still, I'm glad we won. Everything Jeff that you say, I will probably totally agree with. There's probably a hundred clips between the two of them where those guys say. $2,000 checks. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, there's all those great things that you can pick out of that, but they could have gave on one of them or uh, they didn't even have to give on one of them. They could still throw in that $600 and it really wouldn't matter. Nope. Nobody would have even known yeah. because nobody was like, you would, they're, you they're can't splitting hairs over stupid shit. It's, it's not even worth it. 600 bucks. On. Yeah. For the people that need it the most. And if it's our doing, like if you say, you know, put the $2,000 thing out there, 
Let the Republicans say no. Make them. Make them say no. Make them. That gives you an ad to run against them the next time they run. As they say in soccer, play on the front foot. There you go. It's like one of those, I agree with you 95% of of probably everything you said tonight. But that 5%, at least when it comes to the stimulus check, as you can tell, bothers me. Well, it's it's just because it's going to be so easy to campaign against. Did you get $2,000? It doesn't matter if you got 600 and 1400 a month later. It's did you get a $2,000 check? I didn't see a $2,000 check. What are you going to do with that 600 bucks? You going to spend it. Yeah. You're going to spend it. You're going to pay off a bill. If there's no restaurants open, you might splurge on a extra carryout meals. We should be the party of 600 extra bucks for, I sound like a democratic socialist. So if I was in Congress, I would say, here's my compromise. I'll say, give that extra $600 to people that are currently unemployed. And and you know what what Republicans going to say? I don't give a shit. I I don't care about those people. I'm going to do a tax cut for the people that I care about. Mm -hmm. And I'm billionaires. Right. I'm saying... I'm going to give an extra 600 bucks to all the people that I care about. And that's everybody. Everybody. No splitting hairs. I don't care if Warren Buffett gets 600 bucks or an extra 600 bucks. He wants to send it back or put it into some charity. You go right ahead. I'm going to take care of the people that I campaigned to help. I'm not going to make them do a math problem to attempt to convince them (laughs) that two checks equal $2,000 when they go back in two years in Warnock's case. He's up for re-election in two years. Yeah. That whoever runs against him, that loathsome ogre, Doug Collins. Oh, he's running for uh, for, um, uh, governor. We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> he's running for he's running for one of them. Regardless, he's a loathsome ogre. But there, whoever runs against him, all they're going to do is thirty second clips of both of those guys going two thousand dollar checks, two thousand dollar checks, two thousand dollar checks, two thousand dollar checks, and then when a reporter inevitably puts them or Biden or Schumer or anybody on the spot. You know, they're going to they're gonna humana humana because they're not going to have a good answer for it. You're going to make them do a math equation. Well, we gave them yeah. a, a $600 check, so a $1,400 check equals a $2,000 check. And those reporters who, have been, who cannot wait to both sides you are going to pounce. Tell me I'm wrong. $1,400 plus $600 equals $2,000 is not a good chant. Doesn't get the crowd going. <laughs> it's not make America great again. No, doesn't fit on a hat. Does not. Does not. This is none of this is on the rundown, by the way. None of it. That was that was a rabbit hole there. It, yeah, I didn't it, it, I didn't expect when <laughs> Christians and racists attacked the Capitol building that we would be talking about yeah, financial. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how we got down this stimulus one. checks. I thought we'd be more talking about the fact that people actually showed up to Washington D.C. and stormed the Capitol building expecting to take into some sort of custody or assassinate members of one party. They brought a gallows with them. Yeah. Yep. 
they made it on the spot. And had the other party put Donald Trump into power, and then they were going to fly home and go back to work on Monday because they had that big HVAC job they were starting. That, that was the craziest fucking part about the whole thing. I don't think they thought what they were going to do after all this started. That is some white-ass privilege right there. I literally think they thought they were going to go back home and start work on, on Monday. You know? Yep, fix that. Let's go back to work. Yep, yep, time to clock in, which is probably one of the, the craziest leaps that mentally they made through the whole process. That they were righteous? Yeah, that they were on the right side of history and that they were. this was going to happen. They were going to be victorious. By the weekend, Donald Trump was going to be in power. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden would either be in jail or dead along with Mike Pence. And they would be on a plane back to Topeka or where the fuck ever they came from and, and no, go no, back no, to no, work no, on not, not, not Topeka. Alpharetta. Everywhere. I mean, Dunwoody. it was everywhere. I just, I just picked a city. Like, that was just a random city that popped in my mind. Ackworth. Ackworth. The city I live in had the guy that, uh, I can't remember, Cleveland. I can't remember his last name. Cleve. He went by Cleve. Meredith. He, was it? I believe his name was Cleve, Cleveland Meredith. Meredith. It was Meredith. He owned a, a car wash. <laughs> On that, 41, that poor just company. north of the billboard that we shouted out on this podcast that our friend Jack put up. Literally, Mars Hill and 41 in Ackworth in Georgia, there was an atheist billboard about two years ago or so, three years ago. Just north of that is a car wash that Cleveland Meredith either owns or used to own. He's used to now own. in federal custody. They, they arrested him. He's the guy that had the red, white, and blue Glock and the submachine gun and all the rounds of ammo and all the rest of the stuff in his car. And I think he also put up a QAnon billboard. Yeah, he was tweeting. Yeah, he put, up a, he put a QAnon billboard, just a huge billboard, and all it said was QAnon with his company logo in, like, the bottom right-hand corner. On Highway 41. What about a red, white, and blue Glock as Christian? Well, there's probably a cross, you know, in... <laughs> well, it's you a know, Christian when, nation. When, when you so. take the hollow points and, and you cut them, it kind of makes a cross. It's more of an Just X, like they said in cross. Psalm 22. He is now in fe- federal custody. Uh, uh, somebody from our own, my own hometown. Are we going to have the attention spam? And are we going to have the, the fortitude and wherewithal to with, with our social media addled Facebook and Twitter brains to stick with the no I know I know where you're going with this question mm-hmm. and absolutely not no you got one side calling for unity and to heal and to move on and you got the other side that's about to start a new administration that doesn't want to get bogged down in the past right that is exactly that exactly. The same concept of a $2,000 check. Yep. They are already changing. They, they, they want to change the subject so fast. Both of them. That, that's the problem. Both of them. Oh, I'm, bo- I'm both sides of the argument. You just here. both sides us. I just both sides it. But it's true. Both sides want to change. You, you bring up Wednesday, you know, 1621, which... Is, is going to be the new truly, mythology. That's going to be the new ideology. You're going to see that. That's going to be the sticker on the back of the pickup truck. That's going to be what's on the flag. One six twenty one. That's that. That's their that's new the rally. New that's their new rally cry. Everything that you said, I will double down on 
Democrats or the left or liberals or whomever thought what happened on 1-6 was a complete abomination because the only way to ensure that it becomes an abomination and not a blip in the inexorable rise of American exceptionalism has to hold your party or the people that you support accountable for not sweeping this under the rug. Absolutely. Absolutely. I swear every single person that entered the Capitol or even was on the on like the Capitol patio. If you're all, if you were standing on the stairs of the building, you committed a, a insurrection, a seditious Prosecute act. Every Period. single one of them. I don't care if it takes fifty years. Yeah. Every single one of them. There's enough video evidence out there. You walk into a casino, they know who the fuck you are before you get to the cashier. Fact. So they know who these people are. Absolutely. It goes beyond that. It should go any of the any of the people in Congress that voted to try to overturn it. Those are insurrectionists. They need to be shown the door. That is staying true with the same thing with Abraham Lincoln. Going, going. There is precedent for that where. Uh, there were yeah. people that, that would not ratify Abraham Lincoln's electoral votes, and they were expelled from Congress. Yep. So there, and that, there is precedent for that. But also along along with that, along with the people that voted against that, I don't know, I, I kind of think the people that may have led reconnaissance missions the day before the raid, maybe they might have some, you know. Allegedly. Let, let's not get sucked in to Twitter-length accusations as fact. That gives everybody... That there, there's a lot of there's a lot of representatives and senators that are signing off on the fact that other representatives and senators Fine. held tours on the day before this happened, and tours oh, are no. supposedly not offered at this point because of COVID. Got it. Follow through all the way through the probably extra long, soul sucking process of holding that person accountable because the the idea that it's out there and then we forget about it and we move on to the next outrage. We can't, we can't do that. No, we we can't do that. Like we have to say like straight up, anybody that was on the grounds, we are going to prosecute you. Okay. Every single person, nobody can get away with this. No. If if we find out who you are, we will prosecute you. Not, not just, not if we find out, we will find find out. out. We will find we will out, find and when out, we do, we will, we will prosecute you. It, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Yeah. We are going, we are committed to making sure that everybody involved at every level is going to be held accountable. And that includes, especially, includes elected leaders, police officers, military. Yeah, any, oh, absolutely. Particularly yeah. those people. I'm no legal scholar, but I'm assuming there is no statute of limitations on sedition. I'm just you know, going out on a limb there. Good question, because, you know, maybe there are some limitations there. There shouldn't be if there are. Hey, that's a rule we could change, because since we're in charge, start in the House, move it over to the Senate, send it up to the White House, boom, it's a fucking law. I watched uh, I'm Just a Bill. I know how that shit works. You can't get shit past me. So you're going you're gonna to schoolhouse rock us right now? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I, think, I think the, I mean, time, the, why, the why, time is to hold... 
the people that you elected accountable for what like you believe in and not yeah. make excuses for them because I'm afraid they're going to bail and we're going to let them off the hook. And I, I would be bummed about I that. I think when history looks back at this time, if they do, that will be that that will be the, the big mistake is that we did not hold the people accountable's feet to the fire after the fact we were we were willing to heal and move on and then when they did it again which they will if we don't hold their feet to the fire that they they might be you know a little more organized the second time that that that's the thing that probably drove and you know what I'm not going to speak for anybody but me but okay. the so that's the thing that drove me the most crazy was just the sheer impunity and privilege that that not only did they do it, but most people, if not all of them, walked away after it was over. Just yeah, there was a curfew for six just, o'clock that right, apparently did the, not matter if you were white. Went to the hotel bar, had drinks, maybe got some pizza, you know, mm-hmm. went home. Went back to the and B&B. Got, a, got away with it. Yeah. Like, they got away with it. Yeah, well, so, that is far. The so far. Whitest they privilege. They felt ever. They, they did. We'll see. Right. Everybody was like putting the stuff on their Facebook uh, live thing. So yeah, that's, that's pretty pretty stupid. And that's the crazy thing about it. It's and you, you hear stories about there were off duty police officers in the crowd that were flashing badges to to the Capitol police. Uh, I wouldn't taking selfies. Yeah, taking selfies with them. I would not be surprised if off duty military. Was, was part of the crowd. And I honestly think that was a lot of the reason why, I mean, honestly, the, the, the white national Christian nationalism and, and, and racism that's baked into the whole system had a lot to do with it to begin with. But the, the fact that they knew before <sighs> they came to the Capitol, there's cops in the crowd. There's military oh, yeah, They're on our the side. They're on our side. If, if we open fire on this crowd, there are going to be dead cops laying on the Capitol grounds when this is over. I do. Th- I, I will. I will. I will switch gears briefly, though, to deep platforming okay. um, because it is a uh, a topic. Uh, maybe not near and dear to my heart, but, but it was promised on the uh, the preliminary. So, yeah, we, it, so we spoke to it. I you know, there was there were reactions kind of across the spectrum about uh, when all of a sudden it became a pile on of. Uh, Taking Dotard off of everything, and you know, and not just like him. It, the, you know, Shopify. Every, anybody that that espoused QAnon conspiracy theories. Yeah, or, but or but, any of that but he's the he's the big Kahuna. You know, they yeah, can, absolutely. They, but, they can get rid of I love Q seven nine two seven two, and yeah. no one really cares. But but it was fun to see all the people on the right side of Twitter, like like the. Sarah Huckabee, you know, and those types that are that were lamenting that they had lost 20, 30, 40,000 oh, followers yeah. in the course of hours. Yeah, yeah. One of the guys on the Fox and Friends said he lost 55,000 followers. It's like, well, you know, maybe yeah, those maybe, weren't really, yeah. I, these you were know, like you, people you didn't want to have. Now, first of all, the Godless Heathens podcast Twitter does not have 55,000 followers to lose. But we didn't lose any Nazi bots, I'm, you know. We saw no movement whatsoever. You know, <laughs> we have odd- good followers. And oddly enough, uh, as a side note, the Godless Heathens Twitter, it, it may not have 55,000 followers, but it's got more than Donald Trump. So 
Keep that. <laughs> that is Ooh. a fact. But Ooh. that is but that is a hammer. That that is a hammer. The kind of uh the digital shunning is definitely a pendulum that will, that can swing both ways. Yeah, and but it, you know that their claim is is this is a free speech um topic. Free speech. They don't, they, don't, you know. they don't even believe that. They don't. They, under, they don't understand the, the the First Amendment. No. I think they totally do. But do you, no, do they, you yeah, think they, but, but they they understand that that most people don't understand the First Amendment. Let me put it that correct. way. Correct. That, that's more accurate. Right. Definitely. But the fact that you can get that you can get pushed off, you know, right now the people that lead those companies allegedly are kind of on your side. But if they would have, but to your point earlier in the show, if Dotard would have won, you think they're going to give up their business, or do you think they're going to figure out a way to do business with the administration in power? Yeah, yeah. They, I know where my money they, would be. They, they didn't. They didn't kick Trump off Twitter in 2018. You know, halfway through his presidency, they they waited for a week before he was done, before no. they kicked him off. Yep. They they were they were one of the original amplifiers of birtherism. Yeah, brave stance of but Twitter. I, I thought one you know, of the funniest Twitter. things of last week was Devin Nunez on national TV saying that Republicans don't have a way to communicate. Right. I, yeah, I, he was I missed on Fox that. News. Did anybody yeah. see that? I didn't see it because yeah. apparently yeah. they don't have a way to communicate. I met, I dreamt it. <laughs> I saw it's, cave paintings of it. Look, it, it is, it is, it's not, you know, right now, the, you know, the way things are, not that, not that everything is going to turn into a Black Mirror episode, but, I mean, come on, there's that episode where the lady is running away from the people who are all looking at her with phones, and she, and it turns out to be a reality show, and she's a murderer. And she gets basically, oh, yes. extra, yeah. Yes. So, so they, they keep zapping having, her memory. She doesn't know what's why. Why everybody's turning right. on her? She's, yes. And everything, you know, she's like running, and every she's being followed with people with phones. And it certainly looked like a Black Mirror episode, as everybody was live streaming the storming of the nation's capital. Yes, that's almost too surreal for words. I mean, it does kind of show how unserious they were. But it, it definitely shows how they didn't really give a shit because they no. didn't think there would be any consequences at all. They knew there was going to be no consequences. And like like the, the craziest video that I, that I saw the whole thing was there was there was a, a scene where the door was open to the Capitol and people are literally just streaming in probably about a 10 foot hallway. I, what I would assume would be into the rotunda, but there is a line of guards, a uh, Capitol police. I don't know. I'm assuming Capitol police or some sort of uh, uh, guards at the Capitol. There's a line of about six or eight of them, and they're all standing shoulder to shoulder. The doors open, and literally people are just streaming in the door. And the video is, is a, a phone video of somebody from outside walking in, and they stop, and people just start walking by them. And they ask one of the guards, they say, why are you letting people in? And the guard goes, who are you? And they go, I'm a reporter. 
He goes, you're not allowed in here. Nobody's allowed in here. And as he's saying this, like literally six or eight people just walk right by him. But none of the guards are stopping a single person that's walking into the place. You know? So, yet they, they, not only did they think that, that there was no repercussions to their actions, they were shown that there was going to be no repercussions to their actions. Yeah, true. Well, and hasn't, hasn't there been conversation about Trump could do like a blanket pardon too? No, we're not going to go there. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to go there because, you know, if he does it, then, you know, he, he does it. But getting outraged over the net, the latest worst thing he can do, he's gone on the 20th. There's the 20th, right? Not the 21st, yeah. 20th. Theoretically. He's gone. What? Is that right. Wednesday? It's Wednesday of next week? You know, at noon. You know, if he gives him a blanket pardon, shame on America, you know, for voting him in. I mean, there's there's literally, literally nothing we could do about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, nothing That's the system we, we have. It. Right. But beware of tech platforms that basically self-regulate. I don't. Do you really put any faith in Mark Zuckerberg or at Jack to really? I mean, they they coddled this guy for five years. Yeah. Oh yeah. And with two weeks or so left, it's like, oh, we're gonna take a stand now. That was the now, line. Now's the, the line time. in the sand. Yeah. Shit. Wait, look what I just found. It's a backbone. Um, so it's small and kind of squishy, but yeah, I guess it's a backbone. But again. Great, you know what? Again, back to the show. Back to the earlier part of the show. They got they they got stock prices. They got investors. They got bonuses. What do you think is gonna? What do you think is going to motivate them? The good of the United States, or their ad so. revenues? What do you uh, think? Parlor's coming base. back? No. You don't think Parler's coming back? I think Parler may yeah. come back under a different name, but yeah. the word Parler for a social media site is dead forever. I don't believe that. You don't think so? No. Why? And, and that's and that's the you know, that's I, I just, actually the other part other part of my argument is they get they got to platform by Amazon Web Services. That's fine. We'll figure know, out a way to host it ourselves. What was it? You know, Napster never came back. It just turned into Morpheus. You know, same thing. It was the same thing. It just used a different name. Yeah, but but Napster, Napster was doing something arguably to the business community more egregious. They were ripping them off. Yeah, I'm just making they, this analogy. It, Napster never came back, but there was a file sharing service that took the void. Same thing. Parler may not come back, but I don't know if it's going to be Gab. I don't know if it's going to be the whatever the next generation right wing social media platform is. But somebody will fill that void. There, there yeah, is you, a market for it. Somebody will fill it. Yeah, but you still need a major hosting service. You can't like okay, do fine, it on but your. Okay, fine. But I show up to Amazon Web Services. Hi, I'm Parler. Fuck off. Hi, I'm whatever. You know. Well, no, you know, no, no. Freedom. No, you just go. You go around Amazon Web Services to where? Okay. I'm just using them as an example. Jeff, but you basically but, have but, those. You have the the big three: Amazon Web Services. What? Google. What's the other one? It, it, whatever, it, it, whatever does, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. It will. They they will find 
they will find the money and the wherewithal to do it on their own. And they will set up their own tech infrastructure because if if they don't get help from uh, ideologically sympathetic billionaires, yeah, that's a drop in the bucket for Russia or China or but any wouldn't it, enemy. Would it be easier for some sure. Johnny Come Lately to come along and fill that void before they can do that? There are going to be people that think it's a business opportunity. Peter Thiel absolutely would consider doing that. But again, they need, to, they need to in, invest in their own server structure to be able to handle that kind of a load. I mean, you know. What about that? Uh, what about Trump starting his own social media service? Trump? He doesn't have any money. He, he, didn't, he didn't need any money. He, he doesn't need any money. If you, set, if, you force people, if you force them to set up their own infrastructure to do it, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. The, the barrier to entry, the, the, the only barrier to entry is right now is money. Well, and bandwidth the right, is the other one. You know, no, yeah. but that, that's money. You you can you can buy it. You can buy you could buy bandwidth. You could buy servers. You could buy an infrastructure. You could buy all of that. Right now, you can't because it is financially not feasible, and they haven't needed to. And really, they haven't needed to. Right, exactly. Yep. But once they do, do you think they're just going to pack up and go? No, no, you're I right. I don't think so either. They'll figure it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. So I'm well, not sure how much comfort it's going to be to, like, like these, you know, the the dotard's not on Shopify anymore. Well, thank mm-hmm. goodness, you know. You know the guy that uh, the guy that had the camp Auschwitz shirt, which yeah. also had a uh, on the back of it. I think it said staff. Oh, he oh. he he didn't create that. No, he bought that from somebody. They're probably always on Amazon. Pulling these things, they're always pulling these things off of Amazon. It's free shipping with Prime, you know. And once they stop, once they stop being able to use Amazon or any of the other like T-shirt companies. You know what? I'm a I'm a like-minded soul. I'll put up a website you could sell your t-shirts. Ain't nobody gonna stop me. Yeah. It'll be oh, like whack a mole you know for a while, but yeah. I'm I'm gonna go to the to Third Reich hosting. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, you scoff because it sounds because it sounds stupid, but eventually they're gonna find their way back on. I don't maybe it's a, a long way of saying I don't think there is a technical solution. And I also don't think that the tech world isn't going to, like some segment of it, isn't always going to be there to float these terrible ideas to the surface. I don't think we'll be saved by that. No, if you're waiting for Silicon Valley to, you know, be the savior against ideology. It'll be, it'll be outside of Silicon Valley. Yeah, no. it, it'll be it'll be it'll be outside. It'll be outside of the, you know, where the get where Gab came from, or four chan, eight chan, eight coon. Yeah, or Stormfront. Those things. Those things all exist. Eventually, they will be able to host themselves. 
But aren't most of those places like the like the like you said all those you know eight chan four chan places aren't those they're, they're not on servers here in the U.S. They're out of like Indonesia or Asia or somewhere. They're 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 all overseas somewhere. They're, they're, it, it's outside of American purview. It is, but all yeah. I, I but but you know I. I you get it. You're going to get things on your phone from everywhere. Yeah. You can, um, yeah. you can, you can it's still, up, you can, they don't call it the World Wide web for nothing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Except in China. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not quite worldwide. No. So just, so it is all these things are, all these things are good. They seemed completely driven by self-interest because the timing was just too convenient. And they should face a reckoning for amplifying and profiting off of this for as long as they have. I have no confidence that they're gonna, but they should. And a silence overtook the pod. Well, I mean, I just wonder, you know, are they going to be broken up? We talked about that before, about um, what's the word I'm looking for? Monopoly. Okay. Um, yeah, there's been talk about that before. Maybe, maybe that'll move forward. Yeah, Facebook whether that'll get broken up into five different companies or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if that's going to solve the issue or not. Probably not, because then you solve a competitive issue. Yeah, I mean, just from a competitive standpoint, you know, the only the only new social networks that get created are just really horrible right wing ones. You can't, you know, you're not going to get any investment money to say, we're going to take on Facebook. Yeah, you know what? No. We're going to be the Amazon of Amazon. Mm-mm. You know, they, they they just, they pound everybody into submission. Yeah. So from that perspective, they should be broken up. They could still do search, but then if you're going to own certs and you can't own advertising. I mean, that's, that, the, there's economic reasons for them to be broken up. Which is exactly why they're going to fight it as hard as they're going to fight it. Yeah. So that's going to be 2022. Us well, yeah. caving on deregula on uh, uh, monopoly power. You got to get there first. <laughs> what to 2022? Yeah. yeah. That seems so get, far get, off. Got to get there first. Yeah. I want to get so. through 2021 first with a vaccine. Who's got Who's got a recommendation? Yeah. Well, you know, my same re- recommendation is the uh, the straight white Jesus American, uh, Jesus, American Jesus podcast. A really uh, nice that- thing about that podcast is they have over the holiday. It was funny because over the holiday season, they kind of thought it would be kind of slow news wise. So they would release <laughs> their first season, which kind of lays the groundwork of, of the podcast. How they got started. It's yeah. been really good to listen to the first you know three or four episodes that they ever yep. put out. But they couldn't have picked a worse time, thinking it was a slow news time to do so. Well, they did insert a couple of a quickies yeah, they, in there. They one have on the insurrection, but that is then, yeah. I, I'm yeah. I'm enjoying that. Uh, you, you've recommended them before on here, and I've I've really enjoyed since since uh, since I've started listening to them. Yeah, I mean, and they're on our site too. Both of these guys are, yep. I, you know, I know for sure one guy is, is, is I don't know if he identifies as an atheist, but 
for all intents and purposes. You know, they both have religious you know, like theology degrees. They, yeah, they came out of evangelicalism, which is yeah. why they have so much to offer on this because they came out of it. So they were they were swimming in that water and they came yeah. out. They they so. they un, yeah they understand it. So they know that you know what we're seeing going on is white Christian nationalism. Mm -hmm. um, so that's yeah highly recommend. You got anything, Jerry? I do. And it, it really reflects my mood oh. for this entire podcast. It's so salty. Are you ready? Salty. I'm yeah. going with salty. Here, nope. Ooh. Uh, it's an article from the Guardian. Hmm. And the headline is, Our Souls Are Dead, How I Survived a Chinese Re-Education Camp for Uyghurs. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the, the, the link will be in the show notes. Hmm. And, yes, it, it is not going to uh, be the most uh, uplifting yeah. uh, article you will read. Bringing but, a ray of sunshine to the podcast. It As is always, Jerry. Uh, that, that, that's that's my brand. <laughs> I want I want to stay I want to stay true to me. <laughs> um, so it is a first person story of a woman who was basically lured back to China, kind of like the way Khashoggi was lured back to a Saudi embassy hmm. to be murdered. Hmm. And she was brought back and was put in a a Uyghur re-education camp. And it is really, really harrowing. There are things about the story that, that just seem super odd. Like, why would the Chinese government really care about this woman that had been living away for such a long time? And they they put her in this camp, and you hear, kind of first person, what it's like and how they break you, you know, mentally, spiritually, and physically Yeah. to, you know, kind of accept the, you know, the ideology of the state. And it's this yeah. is going on for the most part in plain sight, but the Chinese will not allow anybody to see it and they will not be questioned about it. And the world is aware of it, but nobody, you know, when's the, when's the, when is anybody taking a stand with China? about the human rights of the Uyghurs, which they know are being, you know, grossly violated. Nobody. I, my iPhone was made in China. Apple yeah. could say, we're not going to make our iPhones in China anymore unless you start treating the Uyghurs correctly. Hmm, don't think they have. Probably mm -hmm. half of the electronics in my house and your house and everybody else's house, all made, made in, China. in China. Yeah. Or if not, the... The, a lot of the parts were salvaged from your old electronics to go into your new electronics in China. But it is, it's really, it's, again, it's, it's not going to make you feel better. And, you know, if you read it with an open mind, it's going to, it's going to upset you, hmm. but it's happening. And, you know, 
I, I don't have, I, like, I don't have the answer. And it's a, it's a difficult, I guess it's kind of like a corporation. You don't want your stock price to fail. You know, China needs us. We need China. So they're going to do something bad and we're going to kind of go, yeah. on the whole, we're good the way it is now. Sorry, folks. Kind of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you have like some comedy on Netflix that you can recommend to? <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Actually, it's funny because you actually touched on my recommendation slightly. My recommendation is a new documentary called The Dissident, and it's about the murder of Khashoggi. Oh, I want to see that. Whoa. I'll be honest, I have not seen it yet, uh, I've, I, but it is on my radar, and I plan on watching it this weekend. So hopefully by the time this drops, I will have, I will have watched it. And it, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll put it this way. I will give a follow-up recommendation on the next podcast if it's worth watching or not. So was this the so was this the one that the streaming services stayed away from? I think it is. I believe it is. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it's one of those where particularly Netflix stayed away from it because it was too too rough on the Saudis. Yeah, and um, too many Mohammed rough edges. Did, did, did not do a final sanding on on this. Yeah. So which that, is one of the reasons a, why I want to watch. Example. There's, there's a great example of Netflix going, this is really good stuff. And we agree, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. you know, the people that made the decision probably about, you know, donated to. There's about five minutes to, around the uh, hour and a half section, though, that we'd really like you to think about, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know. Hey, they probably signed checks to Act Blue. But at some point they said, hmm, that's a little too tough to handle. You know, the fact that. Uh, a guy that wrote for an American paper was chopped up with a bone saw and our president let him go. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you don't put that on your streaming service, aren't you letting him go too? Ooh, Netflix land. And you thought it was going to be a more uplifting end. And I brought <laughs> it back down. It ain't all just sunshine and rainbows. Not that, that, that doesn't world. sound you know, like I'm, a comedy. I'm no, wearing my, no, that's definitely wearing not a my Netflix comedy. All um. black, like Nancy Pelosi did on the floor of the house. You know, so Jeff can go to the bathroom. Please give okay. us five stars. <laughs> Just because it's 2021. <laughs> delete your tw- delete your Facebook account. But if you haven't, you know, let us know how I am wrong and Jeff is right on our Facebook page. Our secret Join one. the Facebook page, then delete your account. Please. Do it in that order. Okay. Please. Or spar <laughs> with us at Godless Podcast. At, spar with Jimmy. I, I have no access to that account. He, he's one of us. He, he, he's one of us. I think Jimmy um, has a twin. I think there's a twin Jimmy. No. Uh, that's, my, know, that's my conspiracy. J- Jimmy, is, Jimmy is deep. You know, Jimmy's got many levels. No, he's like an onion. <laughs> many layers to Jimmy. Um, or email us at email us at godlessheathens at yahoo.com and, you know, forgive us for being so confident of our takes. That's a Christian <laughs> term. Forgiveness. 
Yeah, we have to have some grace. That'd be the next pod we can talk about grace. Today <laughs> talk was about that word. Today was about bile. We'll see you all in two weeks. Good day. Just fucked off now, Gorbachev is my friend, and Francis Nutter is my friend.